The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am your host, Dr. Drayvon James, and I am super excited to have you here today with me on the Unity Online Radio Network, where we explore the concept of developing a life of peace every day. We do this every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or whatever time it is right now in your corner of the world. And that's right. You heard me right. A life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Now, can you even imagine living in a space where you felt whole, complete, with nothing missing, nothing broken, every second of every day. My goodness. Oh, it sounds amazing. So I want to tell you that yes, you can have that. Yes, it is possible. And yes, you deserve it. Listen, we're all busy. I get it. My life included. I've not met a person who doesn't have more to do in a 24-hour period than is humanly possible. And that's why I'm super excited to bring guests on the show who tell us how to maximize our time, how to prioritize our time, how to view life in such a way that we are always prioritizing the most important thing, the most important thing in that moment. And I want to take this moment, I I rarely do this, and I, I thought to myself over the weekend that I really want to talk to my listening audience about why everyday peace was a necessary thing in my life and why I felt like I had to share it with everybody. And that is, I started off on this journey at age 17. You guys know the story. I tell you about that all the time. My brother gave me a book by Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking. And I was convinced, and I still am, that I wanted to take a healing to the world that was that was not necessarily connected with my beliefs, but con- something that universally we all could connect with. And this weekend, I thought to myself, I don't want to cheat anybody out of my full experience. So for what it's worth, I want to share with you a part of my process before we jump into today's show, which is all about self-care, all about self-care. And this is part of my self-care routine. And I know that we come together on this show from all different walks of life. And we find a commonality here, something that we can bind together in. And I know we're open-minded because we bring all kinds of guests here. And I don't want to not give you 100% of Drayvon. So uh, as part of my life's journey, you guys know the story from, from poverty, from homelessness to having a doctorate degree. And there's been a lot of constants in my life, but the foundation of that has been my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And I really don't care what you call, you know, that savior, that universal life energy, but I would be remiss and have been remiss by not just telling you that was part of my journey. And I want to share with you something that I do every day is I take a scripture, something that 
speaks to me, and I may stay on that scripture for weeks. And I want to share this two verses from Psalm 91, because I feel in my heart that there's a listener today or maybe in the archives who will need to hear this. And it's Psalm 91, and it reads this, verse 1 and verse 2. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. I have been meditating on this, these just these two verses uh, for the past maybe four or five days. And as we go through the show, I'm going to start doing something that I do for myself. Is I'm going to start unpacking verses that are instrumental for me and help me through certain hard periods in my life because life is happening to all of us. Self-care is necessary. And that's part of my self-care process. So we're not going to do that today. I just wanted to introduce that part of myself to you all because I've been remiss. I have not done that. Today, we are going to be talking about self-care for midlife. In your midlife, in the cream of the crop for many of us, we're talking about self-care and what it means to take care of oneself at mid-season. Today, we have with us, we're so fortunate to have Linus Woods Mullins, a certified holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40. She's the founder of Praise Works Health and Wellness and the Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond brand. She is the publisher and editor of Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond e-magazine and the producer and talk show host of the Wellness Journey podcast series, the Wellness Woman show, and Living Well Woman Holistic Living for Sisters Over 40. She has been recognized nationally and internationally for her work educating women over 40 about holistic living and wellness. And she is the co-author of a brand new self-help book, uh, Superwoman Power Up. So a Power Up Superwoman. I said that backwards. Power Up Superwoman. So I would love to welcome to the show, Miss Linus Woods Mullins. Thank you for returning to our show. Wow, thanks, Rayvon. It's wonderful. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you gave me an opportunity to come back. It's wonderful to be with you today. Oh, so this is a wonderful topic, and I'm, your credits, your, your your bio tells us that you know a lot about women in the midlife of seasons. So what made you fall in love with this group of women? Why Why this group of women? Well, I guess falling in love with this particular group of women had a whole lot to do with learning to love myself. At the age of 51, I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder, and I decided that I was going to find a way to be delivered from that without having to take pharmaceuticals or, uh, and without going crazy in the process. And so I kind of got into the mind-body-spirit wellness movement and began to learn some of the fundamentals of self-care. And um, I decided that I really wanted to learn more about it and specialize in it because I didn't want any other women 40 and over in particular going through what I went through. And um, it's been quite a journey. It's been full of discovery. But one of the things I definitely have landed on for women in midlife, it is essential, it is required that self-care be put on the front burner 
not the back burner. In our 20s and our 30s, we have a tendency to kind of put it on the back burner a little bit because we're establishing our careers, getting married, having children, buying houses, educating kids, doing all the different things that you do between the 20s and 30s. And then in the 40s, you know, you begin to take a look at where, you are, where you're at and you're wondering, gosh, something's missing. And usually what's missing is your essence. You've given so much of yourself out to other people that you really haven't taken that quality and in some cases, quantity time for you. And so I began to do more research on that and began to devise programs uh, focused on the idea of women really taking a look at what they can do to enhance their self-care through working on different issues surrounding their mind, their body, and their spirit. Wow. And, and I, I got to tell you, I love the topic. I, I want to ask a couple of questions, but you talked about women who have done their child rearing in their 20s and 30s and their 40s. Now, what about those of us who didn't start to so late and we find ourselves in our 50s and we're still child rearing and you're, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you, your energy is not as what it used to be. Your patience isn't right. what it used to be. You're, you right. know, in that season of change and everything seems so magnified at that season of life. And you're still trying to navigate teenagers, you know, when you're trying to figure out what's mm-hmm. going on with yourself and how, you got so much busyness going on in your head and then so much busyness going on in the external world. And then you add to that, that you need to self-care and you know, you need to self-care, but even that concept, just the idea of trying to find time to do that makes you feel overwhelmed. How yes, do you, it how do you speak to that and, group? and you're right. There's quite a few of us that had children later in life, maybe in their late 30s or their 40s, and now here they are at, let's say, 55 uh, with a 10-year-old. That's uh, more common than it was maybe 20 years ago or even 10 years ago. But all the more reason to really take a look at that wake-up call that your body is giving you, the, the sense of overwhelm, the fatigue, Um, memory lapses, sleeplessness, emotional eating, those are all signs that it's important that you put yourself on the front burner because if you don't do it right then and there, then you're not going to be able to enjoy those later years in life because it's either you either take the time on the front end or you pay for it dearly on the back end. So you've got to be prioritized. And most children, let's say if you've got a 10-year-old and you're 55 years old, they are old enough to do some things for themselves while you're doing other things. You just have to make it a priority and love yourself more so so that you can continue to be there for them. So, because God forbid that they end up having you sick in the bed and they're 15 and you're too sick to do anything. So you want to make it a cautionary tale and decide, you know what, I don't want to end up that way. So I'm going to do what it takes to make the time for me so I can continue to be there for my child. It's really not an option. You know, it's mandatory. It's required so that you can have a quality of life, you know, after 60 and 70. Um, There was a woman by the name of Ernestine Shepard. She was 57 years old, and I don't know if she had any young children at all. I think her children were mostly grown, but she was grossly out of shape. And her wake-up call was that her sister died, I think it was at 52 or 53, and her sister was a diabetic, she was obese, and it scared her. So she decided at the age of 57 to work out. And now at 75, 
she's a personal trainer, um, she's a model, she's a competitive bodybuilder, and couldn't be happier because she went ahead and started taking care of herself. So that is a story to tell you. It's never too late to begin to do the things that you feel you need to do to feel better. And I'm not advocating that everybody go out and become a bodybuilder. But I am advocating that you take a look at what you feel your needs are from um, an emotional wellness standpoint, a spiritual wellness standpoint, uh, your body wellness standpoint, and begin to do the things that make you feel better about you. Putting it off and not addressing it is truly not showing your absolute ultimate love for your family because eventually it will take its toll and then you become more of a burden instead of a help. Oh, I love that. I love how you said it's not an option. We're going to come back right back after this commercial break, and we're going to talk about why it has to be a priority. I know we have a guest on the line. We're going to go to our guest. This is Dr. Drayvon James with Linus Woods Mullins. Self-care in your midlife. We'll be right back after these messages. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world, welcoming the LGBTQ community today and every day. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Meditation Minute with Paulette Pipe. So as always, we begin our time of meditation by first taking account of what we're feeling, those sights that we're seeing, those sensations that we're experiencing, and each breath that we breathe. Notice where in your body you're experiencing those sensations. Let your breathing find its own rhythm. As we begin the process of letting go, the process of relaxation, remember why we're here. To hear more from Paulette Pipe and Touching the Stillness, visit the archives section at unityonlineradio.org. Take Unity Magazine with you wherever you go with the new Unity Magazine Digital Edition, available now for Android, iOS, and Kindle. It has a gorgeous new look and functionality that makes it easy to share inspirational articles. Sign up for email notifications for the latest issues, articles by your favorite authors, and topics you care about. Unity Magazine's Digital Edition is free with your print subscription, so download the app today or go to unitymagazine.org slash subscribe to find out more. Unity teaches that all people are created with sacred worth and that no one exists outside the heart of God. The Unity message is free from discrimination, and we believe that love is the strongest power that exists no matter who you choose to love. Always, and especially during this month of Pride, Unity stands with our LGBTQ family as we honor the strength of diversity in our spiritual community. 
If you'd like more information, visit unity.org LGBTQ. Would you like to experience more peace and joy in your life through A Course in Miracles? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley support you in discovering the powerful life lessons available through this unique spiritual thought system that teaches the way to love and peace is through forgiveness. Join Jennifer every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central for A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, to experience the healing for yourself on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. This is Dr. Drayvon James, and I'm here today with Linus Woods Mullins. And the best way that you can support yourself, one of the best ways to support yourself in building the life of your dreams, especially if you're a woman in your midlife, is, as Linus said, to make your self-care a priority. It is non-negotiable. Self-care has got to be a priority. And I got to tell you, I, I agree with that. If you don't, you're setting yourself up as you alluded to, you're setting yourself up to so many things where you don't want to take five or 10 minutes today to self-care. It may cost you you and your family taking months and years down the line to get yourself back to a steady state so that you can be the contributor to your family that you want to be. So really prioritize that self-care. It's a way to show love to yourself and ultimately a way to show love to yourself, to your loved ones so that they don't have to. They'd love to take care of you, but they'd rather enjoy you whole and complete. So what are some of the things that we can do uh, to Give me one or two, and then we're going to go to our caller because she's been so patient. I think we have a couple callers on there now. Sure, um, sure. What okay, are some sure. of the things that we can do to take for self-care? Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I, I like to talk about, you know, maybe micro acts of self-care. These are small little things that you can do for yourself that can go a long way. And some of them you may be doing, but maybe you're not doing them consistently. And if you do these little small things I'm talking about consistently, you will begin to start feeling better, but you'll also start feeling more motivated to do other things that might take a little bit of time. Like, for instance, um, this sounds silly, but it's true. Uh, Stop to smell the roses, literally. Get out in nature and just take a quick walk. And while you're out on that walk, if there are roses um, or flowers that you can smell, or if there's a bird that you can watch, or if there is just a nice wind that comes by and that you can feel, take time to be in that moment, to be present, instead of listening to your um, you know, music or your audio book while you're walking or thinking about your to-do list or speaking on the phone, and just allow yourself to enjoy that moment. And I think so many of us, we might, we might go on our walks, but we're always doing something else. And I understand the whole thing about multitasking. I do the same thing myself. But don't multitask when you go on your walk. Stop and smell the roses. Enjoy nature and be engaged. Another thing that you might want to do that I think is wonderful is first thing in the morning, first thing in the morning, before you even get out of bed, drink a glass of water, preferably lemon water, 
or maybe apple cider vinegar in the water. The whole idea is to jumpstart your metabolism, to get some hydration going, because nine times out of ten, when you first wake up, you are dehydrated. And the other idea with apple cider vinegar, so many things apple cider vinegar does for you. It may not taste that great initially, but the benefits far outweigh the detriments of the taste. Uh, one thing for sure, it helps with your digestive process first thing in the morning. If you put lime in the water, it wakes up the brain. Uh, the electrolytes in lime helps the electrolytes in the brain to wake up and to be more alert. Another thing you can do real quick um, for yourself and self-care is to take just, if you can, three minutes a day, hopefully three times a day, to do nothing but just be quiet. Turn off the phone, oh, back away one. from the computer, oh. close the door, and just be for three minutes. If you have to give a timer for three minutes, that's fine. But I'm telling you, it makes a difference. It teaches you oh, how I'm to gonna, be still. Go ahead. I'm going to stop you right there because we got more callers who just got on the line. So oh, I want to grab these. I love those three. Just to, just to recap for our, for our listeners, stop, stop and smell the roses. Take time for yourself. Uh, the lemon water, the apple cider water, and the lime water. Excellent ideas in the three minutes, three times a day of nothing but pure silence. I love it. So we're going to go to our first caller. It's been holding on. Thank you so much. And we have, I can get her on the line here. Miss Renee, you're on the line with Linus Woods Mullins and Dr. Drayvon James. Thank you for holding. Hi, thank you. Thank you for taking my my call. (laughs) You're welcome. You have a question or comment? I was actually here. I am one of the uh, Power of Superwomen co-authors, and I am here to support my sister and my friend, <laughs> Dennis Woods-Mullins. Oh, the Thank book you. is this a marvelous a, yeah, book. Yeah, this is um, Dr. Uh, Renee Galloway, and she is one of the co-authors of our book, Power of Superwoman. And we're also working together on another project we have called the Midlife Boot Camp. Renee, it's good to hear your voice. Thanks for calling in. Oh, you're welcome, Lynn. It's always a pleasure to support my power of superwomen. Yes, absolutely. So, Miss Renee, got to ask you, what do you do any of the self-care uh, tips? Anything that you can share with that you're doing for self-care? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I am mirroring some of the uh, self-care tips that Linus mentioned, and I mm-hmm. am also ensuring that I am working on, as I called in the book, uh, Power of Superwomen, uh, working on my personal vision, the power of my personal vision. Oftentimes mm-hmm. we're working on the vision that someone else has decided or you're working on someone else's, but there is power in our own personal vision. And when we take time to self-care regarding our personal vision, we are better than we, can, than we would have been had we not taken that time. Wise words, wise words. Get busy building for yourself. Yes, I absolutely love it. Well, thank you for hanging in there on the line with us. We thank you for being part of the Everyday Peace family today. Thank you for thank you for allowing me to share. You're welcome. Thank you, Dr. Renee. We're gonna go to our next caller. Let's see. Miss Geraldine, you're on the line with Linus Wismullis and Dr. Drayvon James. Thank you for holding. Hello. Oh, Geraldine, that's how it comes up. <laughs> it's, it's, 
Hi, Jerry. Was that You're wrong, right. ladies? Hi. Uh, I got the. You, you might. I might need some counseling for this, but every time I hear my full name, I feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> I know the because, feeling. I, because, I our mothers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because when when I was younger, every time when I was in trouble, my mom would say Geraldine. <laughs> but anyway, no. You start to quake in your <laughs> shoes. You're like, oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, no. I really, I really enjoy the um, what what you said about the apple cider vinegar because um, you know, act, I can actually. I'm going to tell you, I believe that it literally saved my life. Mm. I was I started really? taking it. I had gotten um I don't know something and, and the doctor had given me antibiotics. And so the antibiotics did a number on me and so I got uh something in my stomach called C diff. Yes. And then um so everything was just off balance and what they what they did is they kept um, prescribing a higher dosage of antibiotics. And, and uh, after the second time, I just told him, I said, I'm not taking this anymore. I feel like it's killing me. So I did some research online, and then I saw that, you know, apple cider vinegar, um, you know, is really good for you and, it, you know, really good for your stomach. So I did that with some lemon and um, pure cranberry juice, and everything cleared up. Yes, wow. you know, apple cider vinegar is excellent when it comes to fighting certain types of harmful bacteria, even more so than right. antibiotics in some cases. Yes, yeah. So it sounds like that's probably right. kicked in. And also there's yeah. some other benefits of apple cider vinegar for people who are thinking that part of their self-care has to always involve um, losing some kind of weight. And, and that can that can be if you're obese and you know you need to lose weight. But when I'm talking about self-care, I'm also talking about you know, uh, the things that we say to ourselves, uh, that spiritual piece. Yes. For uh, apple cider vinegar, it can help you lose weight um, and help control Mm -hmm. your blood sugar levels. Uh, It's been proven Mm -hmm. that it can help you reduce your belly fat. So it's a great thing to eat first thing in the morning or to drink it first thing in the morning. Um, I just, I I, I, I used to take a shot first thing in the morning, (laughs) which kind of is part, you know. But um, I remember the last time I had a kind of sickness that required antibiotics. I, it's been years since I've had to right. take antibiotics. It, it, so, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Same with me. And I, I mean, I will, I'm not going to, I just, no, I'm not doing that ever again. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. So that's, that's and, you the know, plug Dr. for Dr. home Dr. remedies. Definitely. Dr. Draymond, you've met Carrie before when you were in Sacramento for the self blood explosion. She was one of the I remember. Yes, yes, yes. It's so good to hear your voice. Thank you for being an everyday peacemaker today. It makes a difference when we bind together and give these type of tips that can really influence people's lives for the positive. And I am a big believer in home remedies and uh, apple cider vinegar Mm -hmm. is a friend of mine. I, I take that you know, tablespoon every morning. I was doing a tablespoon three times a day at one point, but I do mm-hmm. believe mm-hmm. that with a little warm water and lime, all of that is preventative. Right. It does take a while to get used to the taste of apple cider vinegar. I'm not one of those people who I used to take it straight, but now I do mix it in a little bit of water because it can be harsh on the enamel on your teeth. So right. I do right. mix it in some water so that I can get it down that way. But thank you for being here today, and we really appreciate you being part of our show. Thank you. I appreciate you as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I want to get back to get some more tips on Mm -hmm. what we can do 
what we can do. But before we go into that, you mentioned at the beginning of our show and that what got you here was dealing with some midlife anxiety issues that came up Mm -hmm. for you. And I know I speak to women all the time who may not be at the clinical point of of a physician saying or a clinician saying, okay, you have an anxiety disorder, but they are definitely Mm -hmm. displaying some of the symptoms of having extreme stress-related anxieties uh, over a number mm-hmm. of things, uh, careers, because you know you're at this point when your your body's doing a, a change on you, your career may be in high uh, gear, and that's that's stressful, and you know marital issues, financial issues, and this is more and more and more, and they're displaying this constant high cortisol levels, constant stress. Uh, diminished sleep, that part of life for you, when you said that you went through all that, doing that yes. season, yeah, can you talk to us a little bit about that for women so they can be on the lookout maybe for things that early onset, maybe catch yourself before you know, yeah. you're having some you of know, this, but not all of it. I think that when you're in midlife, the whole anxiety issue kind of becomes a double whammy because there can be certain causes and all the causations kind of come at you all at once. Of course, there is the everyday stress that happens. And then as a result of the everyday stress, plus the increase of cortisol that comes anyway as you age, when you're going through menopause, the cortisol increases. So you have the hormonal thing going on. And then sometimes you have some things going on with your thyroid from a chemical um, perspective that can cause that feeling of anxiety. So sometimes it's more than just the, you know, the stress and not feeling good. Sometimes it's the chemicals that are off balance in your body that is causing that feeling of anxiety. And quite frankly, anxiety is, is very common for women who are menopausal, but very few of us actually say anything about it. We just kind of learn to live with it. But there are things that you can do. I find that yoga is a great way to help calm yourself down and to adjust those uh, cortisol levels. Um, Also, finding a way to increase your sleep, more relaxation, is very good. If you can, one hour before you go to bed, begin to turn off the TV and begin to get more silence in your home. Turn off the lights before you go to bed. If you need to take a natural sleeping aid like a melatonin or maybe lavender oil or put a lavender sachet in your in your pillow to help calm you, to calm you down to go to sleep, that can be very helpful because uh, lack of sleep is probably one of the main proponents uh, of people uh, not taking good care of themselves and it causing other issues later on. If you're not sleeping well, you might suffer from extra weight gain. You definitely uh, suffer from having more cortisol levels, and your body doesn't shut down all the way to repair itself so that your immune system can be uh, fortified. So it's really important, you know, when you're in that midlife stage to start doing the things that are necessary to make sure that you get a good night's sleep. Another thing uh, with anxiety that can be quite helpful is something called SAMe. Now, SAMe is a naturally occurring chemical in our brains that stops being uh, manufactured as often or produced as often as we age. And for people uh, who, for instance, live in an environment where there's not a lot of sunshine, um, you know, a lot of people take the SAMe because SAMe, some of these side effects, if you don't have enough SAMe, is depression, lack of focus, and anxiety. 
So it makes sense that if you are, like, for instance, a menopausal female, and you're feeling a little bluey sometimes, uh, a little anxious sometimes, hard to focus, and you don't live in a place, it's sunny every day, you know it's not that, more than likely, you could have a, a deficit in your SAMe. And believe it or not, you can get SAMe over the counter. And I swear by it. I can tell when I haven't taken it. I can absolutely tell. And I live in Southern California. I know that my body is not producing enough SAMe. Because whenever I take a break for a minute, and don't take it for a while, I can feel it. I feel a little fatigued. I feel more anxiety. Uh, so there's some, these are some of the things that I learned. And I listen to my body. I can tell when it's getting ready to come. Uh, uh-oh. So I do the things that I need to do. I enter into that self-care mode, take my long bubble bath with the lavender oil, and maybe with the magnesium flakes also, because magnesium flakes, uh, magnesium flakes can help you to relax. I make sure I'm exercising and walking out in nature and getting enough sunlight. I make sure that I'm watching my caffeine intake so that it won't keep me up at night so I can get a good night's sleep. These are just small things, but they add up quite a bit when it comes to dealing with the whole anxiety thing. And there's something else that I think is very helpful with anxiety, and that's journaling. A midlife woman needs to be journaling for so many reasons. One of the things is you have a lot to say. You have a lot of wisdom. And at some point in time in the course of that whole midlife journey, you start thinking about legacy building. One of the first things that's easy to do is to start writing your thoughts down on paper, however you're feeling. You get it out instead of keeping it in. And it's something that perhaps you might want to share later with your loved ones as you as you get older. I was going to say but that. Others, it, become, yeah. it, it can definitely it's become a, a jewel for your family too because as yes. the next generation, I know that sometimes generations – we're not really good about talking about the painful stuff and the journeys of life with, for women. I know sometimes we don't want our daughters to believe that oh, it's downhill from here, and it really isn't. But right. you know, we. <laughs> no. But they do. But it would be nice to write down and, and journal our experiences, so that we do leave that legacy because there is growth and development in these challenging times, not only for us, but there's pearls of wisdom that will help the next generation get to where they uh, need to be in an easier fashion than what we did because we kind of like all putting it together. But I want to go yes, back just yes. really quickly. We talked about this getting out in nature and that's so important. If we could really emphasize that because we live in a mechanical world, if you sort of think computerized world, um, we go from the, you know, from the wood floors or the carpeted floors in the house to the concrete, to the car and to the treadmill. And our feet really don't, even if we're getting exercise, like I said, we're in a treadmill, we're in the gym and myself included, mm-hmm. because it's just easier. Sometimes it's getting dark outside and it's safer to be in these environments, but there is something to be said about our feet hitting nature. That means no barrier between the sole of our feet and there in the grass or the dirt. So that energy yes, that I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a, that's so an easy important. self-care thing, and some people might yes. think it's kind of gross, but it's an easy uh, self-care thing, and that is called grounding, where you actually yes. go, like you mentioned, and stand on the ground, the the dirt, in your bare feet or in the grass, in your bare feet. There's something about it that is grounding for you. It's calming, and it connects you with the earth because we really need to be in nature. And standing on the ground in your bare feet is very centering. 
I do it just about every morning. I know my neighbors think I'm kind of crazy, but I do. I walk out barefooted. I don't care how cold it is outside and just stand there for a few minutes just to get grounded in my day. And these are all things that I've learned to do over time to help me with my anxiety and to help increase my self-care. Yeah. And I think that's important for our listeners who don't, you know, maybe you're not having anxiety and that's good. I hope that you always stay in that place, but you are, whether you know it or not, um, experiencing some stress and grounding helps to really balance you out. So a quick way to do that, if you are working in the gym, working out of the gym, I know when I get in my car headed back home, I just pop my tennis shoes off and my socks off and I drive barefoot. So that, that way I remind myself when I hop out of the car, my feet, my um, shoes are off and that know that I'm going to make sure that I walk through the grass and take that route into the house so that I have that time. And it's not a long time because, you know, we're, unfortunately or fortunately, we're all busy and, but we make the best. I love the idea of this being really small things that we could do. We can make these things first thing in the morning, having a little uh, lime water. I can remember maybe our listeners can too. I can remember my grandmother keeping a little pitcher of water in a glass beside her bed at night. And of course, I always thought to myself, well, why would you do that? <laughs> but I, I realize now as I'm in that season of life of thinking, okay, if I keep this little glass beside my bed with the lime in it and maybe, you know, a little saucer on top of the glass or something of that nature. And when I wake up in the morning, it reminds me to have that drink right away to support my body. It's a big good morning to yourself. It says, hey, welcome to a new day. I'm going to support you. And I'm asking that you, body, support me throughout the day. So keeping that in in play will be uh a good thing. If you need to keep something beside your bed, you know, you guys all know that I keep that index card beside my bed so I can write that gratitude list. But I'm going to mm-hmm. go back to that glass of water because quite often I get up in the morning and I'm rushing. And I don't think about these self-care things until midday. And it's like 11 o'clock. And now I'm having the apple cider vinegar. And now I'm having the lime water. But it really does help first thing in the morning. We have about six minutes or so left. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask you the question of how our listening audience can connect with you because you are a phenomenal coach. So let's talk a little bit about what you do in your coaching and how our guests can connect with you. Well, the best way um, is to uh, go to my site at wellnesswoman40.com. That's wellnesswoman40.com. And also, I want to invite everyone who's listening to join my women's group on Facebook, if you happen to belong to Facebook, and just um, put in the search bar on your Facebook page, Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond. And it's a phenomenal um, group of women. I think now we have close to 1,800 women now. And we all share tips, tools, and techniques that help increase our overall wellness and our self-care. And I wanted to share something uh, with the listeners. Um, I am so passionate now about the whole need for women in midlife to do self-care that I decided to do something kind of like in commemoration of my being in business for 10 years. And so we're going to do a um, retreat in Costa Rica in March of 2020. And uh, for those who want to find out more about that, I'd love for you to go to um, it's bit.ly slash self Costa Rica. So it'd be bit.ly slash and then self hyphen care Costa Rica. 
and you can find out more about that retreat, which is really, it's a self-care, self-love retreat. It's seven days and uh, six nights, and we're going to be staying at a five-star villa with our own chef. We have full days planned of all kinds of wonderful things that have only one main thing in mind, and that is taking good care of you, self-care for your mind, body, and spirit. So just wanted to invite you oh, to uh, take a look at that. It sounds like a dream. <laughs> it sounds like a dream. I, get, I had this image of Costa Rica and, oh, relaxation. We, de- we deserve that. We deserve that. And yeah, if you're doing your little yeah, five-minute self-care, build up to something like that. We deserve a week of self-care. Anything else that you'd like us to know about what you got coming up in the near future? Yeah. Another thing that... Um, I have uh, coming up um, is my show, The Wellness Journey Podcast Series. Right now, we're doing a series of interviews about loving the natural you. And uh, you can go to the Self-Discovery Network or just Google The Wellness Journey Podcast Series, and my shows will come up. Uh, We do a new show every Tuesday, and we've had some wonderful shows uh, that are just a whole plethora around uh, loving the natural you. I think that one of the epitome of things that we can do when it comes to uh, self-care is learning to be kind to ourselves and saying kind things about ourselves to ourselves. And I, people who know me well think are probably thinking, oh, Linus, I can't believe you're saying that because you don't even do that. It's one of the things I need to work on is being kind to myself and finding ways to edify me and uplift me and uh, figuring out what it is I do like about myself and making sure that I don't use those negative words uh, when talking to myself. Uh, We have enough of that messaging coming in maybe from other sources. We don't need to do that to ourselves. So I think the idea of, uh, you know, saying loving and kind things to yourself is another form of self-care. And if you join my Wellness Woman group on Facebook, for the next uh, few days I'm going to be doing a series on self-care for women over 40. So join the group and get some free information about self-care and things that you can do to just make you feel better about you. Absolutely. And I want to talk just a quick second about that um, self-talk. And one thing that I will tell people as we go throughout the day, you know, we have these silent periods where our feelings get hurt and we all have them, whether it be the way the cashier handed back our change or the way our boss um, didn't acknowledge us in the elevator or these little things. And we tuck them away. And I would say to you, we notice them and we tuck them away, but this is a great way to Practice positive self-talk for yourself. In that moment, say to yourself what you wish that person would say have said to you. That's it. And that will start you on the journey of improving how you relate to you. Because it happens all day long. We'll go somewhere and, you know, somebody in the elevator will look at us a little way and we'll we'll get a little self-conscious. And you know, we'll be like, oh, you know, something off about me or something of that nature. Did I do something? And you know, it fades away really, really quickly, but it's there and then they start to add up. And so what I do when I have that little bit of, oh, well, I wonder if I did this, I immediately say what I would like that person to have said to me. This is Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Miss Linus Woods Mullins was our fabulous guest today, self-care and midlife season. Please practice it for you and your loved ones. See you next Monday for Everyday Peace. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.